Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, the notorious, the associate in the arts, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. What's up, Doc G? What is up? We are in the studio today. That's right, folks. Same room. Yes. Same room. <laughs> Same room. It's it's unbelievable. Christmas miracle. It is. It yeah. is a Christmas miracle. Yeah. I feel lucky right now. Me too. It's it's, it's the joyous time of the season. I do have to ask you, Mike. We've been talking about this. You left your phone. I left my phone. You came back home for the holiday season yeah. and on the way from Las Vegas to Florida, forgot the phone. Yeah, I left my child at my house. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. In this day and age, how is it possible? There, So there wasn't a point, like, I, I, I was running through it in my head. There wasn't a point, like, no point in, like, the, like, security <clears throat> line. Like, where did you remember that you forgot it? Where did I realize? In the Uber. Um, and we oh, were about and five you didn't minutes. Have time. Five minutes from the airport, and I was like, yeah, we had no time. <sighs> we were already late to the airport. Per huge. And, and your your girlfriend was like, leave it. She we was like, yeah, we're, we can't do anything. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't do anything. And then I spent the next 10 minutes in pretty much disbelief. She had to walk me through the airport like because I couldn't like get <laughs> my mind together. Uh, I was over into <laughs> the fetus position. Seriously. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> it was it was it was rough. It was a rough realization. Like with, it was it was hard getting through it. Withdrawals uh, on, yeah. the, on the on the actual plane. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't, uh, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's rough, it, man. It's but it's it's liberating now. Yeah, it is nice. It's it's a radically. Ra I'm radical acceptance now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm using this term radical acceptance. So true. I've accepted that I don't have my phone. You're off the and grid now, now. Yeah. You're one of those. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get a giant gun collection. Yeah. You're gonna start talking <laughs> about the government coming in and taking I, your stuff. Yeah. I used a payphone yesterday. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I have change. It's still like this. Cool. Right. I don't know any phone numbers, but I'll try it. <laughs> There's one I I think we did we bring that up on the show a while back. I think we did. I saw a payphone. Yeah. And I was amazed when I saw the payphone and I was just like does that still work? But I was too far away to actually try it. Yeah. And I wanted to go try it after that, but I was like, it's probably covered in disease. <laughs> For sure. That's what I really want to For try. Sure. Uh, but anyways, good vibes in the studios, listeners. Yeah, for sure. Great vibes. So true. And Mike, end of the year review. Can you believe it? 2022. I can't believe it. It just seems like... Say what? It seems like yesterday. Yeah. 2022 was just starting. Yeah, seriously. It's crazy. And, I, you know, I was thinking about this. Over, you know, 2022, 50 hours of just me and you. Birthday suits ripped from the headlines. Really? I mean, you know, when you actually get down, like, brass tacks, you actually do the analytics, it's probably more like 30 hours. Okay. A two-hour show. And then, you know, yeah, no, no. 
It's over. Wow. Fi- it's over fifty it's hours. Got, it's over. That's 50. right. I already uh, baked it in. I forgot when I was doing the math. Yeah. Yeah. Over fifty. Over wow. two days of me and you <laughs> wasting time <laughs> in the year. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, it is. Which is oh, awesome. Yeah, it's great. Listen and think about that. Listeners did that. Yeah. With us. We wasted their time for like, and they they were hours. accepting of it. They were like, you know what? I'm wasting time <laughs> with these good guys, waste. and I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And we've had, I mean, you know, I know not everybody comes to the show for me and you. Some folks come for the guest. Yeah, totally acceptable. Yeah, we've had some good That's guests. True. I wrote some of them down. That's right. Uh, obviously, but you know, we might have arguably had our biggest um, musical guest of all time. I mean, at least streaming wise, some numbers wise, you know, it was, I was looking at other, you know, we had Jim Blossoms on, mm-hmm. we had uh, uh, Def Leppard on, you know, yeah, those yeah. are pretty, uh, but we had the Pixies on this year. Yeah. And right now Huge. the Pixies are like 9 million monthly listeners on Spotify mm-hmm. and their biggest song is over a half a billion streams. So, yeah, you know, insane. pretty huge. Yeah, it is. And we had uh, uh, Steve Vai, absolute legend, come mm-hmm. on the show. Steve Vai, uh, guitar guy. Yeah. 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 Good, good Take one. a little credit. Yeah, there's a little. A, hey, the the creator of the documentary <laughs> was a fan. He was yeah. a fan, and he was kicking himself afterwards. He's like, oh, I should have called it that. <laughs> Man, why didn't I think of that? Girl, come on. Uh, but we had, I mean, we had a huge guest like that, but we also had up-and-comers. We had Hotel Fiction. We had a short walk to Pluto. Yeah. Can't can't wait to have those guys on the show. But regardless, Mike, as we do now, um, I want to cover some of those great moments. And I thought, what better way to start out the show than with one of those one of those moments? Yeah. So we're gonna start off. We've got nine more moments coming in the rest of the show. Okay. Uh, but we're gonna start off with one of uh I guess you could say I did them in chronological order okay so from the start of the year to the end of the year and this is uh from our february 16th show with mr ben cody uh and he's actually he was on the show twice because he came on the show with steve Vai as well phenomenal musician instructor at the berkeley school of music um he was on the show we chatted and we have a little something in common me and ben and you and ben uh, we're fans of Tom Brady. That's right. Yeah, we really are. And uh, when he went into college, he actually compared himself to Tom Brady as far as his sort of progress into college. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little inspiring. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That should be the first one. So that's our yeah. first one. Okay. Let's hop in. Let's hop into this. Uh, to this clip here. So I only applied to two colleges. I applied to Berkeley and then I applied to Musicians Institute. And earlier I was saying, you know, I, I probably didn't practice some of the things I should have. And one of them was reading music, you know, mm-hmm. notated music. Because for me, I, I I took lessons. I had a phenomenal teacher, Brandon Durham. I'll give him a shout out. Um, yeah, right. And, and uh, you know, and, and I just, I didn't put the time into, you know, because I, I just, I was playing along with, you know, my favorite bands and you know i was really developing my ear which i still think is much more important you know for for a musician to have a good ear rather than reading music but i'm sure a lot of people disagree with me but that that's <laughs> that's a whole other topic you know i was playing bands wherever I, so I, I was kind of learning kind of the street smarts of, mm-hmm. of music so when i applied to berkeley i i didn't get in at first i, I forget the exact you know 
terms that, that I, I got in, but it was basically along the lines of, you know, since you can't read music, it was something like, you know, if, if some of the people we did accept decide not to come, then you can have one of their spots. So that, that kind of, you know, gave me a little chip on my shoulder. I, I remember the morning that I got that, that letter in the mail, my, my mom was telling me like, you're going to be like Tom Brady, you know, cause you know, Tom Brady, 199. Yep. And uh, she's like, just be like Tom Brady, you know, focus on it that way. So, I mean, my, my first semester at Berkeley was, was definitely rough. I mean, cause I, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of, you know, I still felt like, you know, I was kind of unwanted mm-hmm. there just, just from that whole thing. And, uh, you know, going in and not really being able to read music still, Berkeley's like, all right, we're not going to slow down for you. So you better catch up. So that was, and that, and, which was kind of what I needed. So I was working double time and I, I ended up, I withdrew from, from uh, my first um, ear training class, which was required, you know, you had to sight, not only sight read, you had to sight sing the notes mm. and conduct and you had to sing in solfege, you know, do, re, mi, fos, uh, fos, la, ti, do, mm. which I'd never heard of any of that other than, you know, from sound and music. Yeah. So I just felt so over my head. I ended up withdrawing from that class and I was kind of at that point where I'm thinking, you know, maybe this isn't for me. You know, it's was kind of like, like I said, my, my mom again was kind of, you know, like, you know, have the Tom Brady, uh, you know, uh, aspect with it. So, and I, I ended up, I had to get, I got put in what was called the second semester success program. So anyone that doesn't pass that their first uh, levels of core mm-hmm. music, which was training was considered one first semester, you get put in a special program called second semester success. And I think they said um, like only 10% of students that get put in that even make it to graduate. And at that point, like for me, like the gauntlet has been thrown. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, I'm going to prove everyone wrong now. And I, I just, I worked like nonstop. I got to the point that uh, by the time I was in my junior year at Berkeley, I, I got a job on campus as a core music tutor. So not only, so I went from, you know, being put in the, a yeah. program where they said you might not graduate to now I, I was the tutor helping mm-hmm. students in the program I was put in. And uh, I, I graduated, I was summa cum laude, you know, I had a, a 3.98 GPA. So to, to be able to to kind of have those two extremes. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Most people don't have the fortitude, Mike. Yeah. Don't have, I wouldn't. That's tough. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. If I would have got that special program, I would have been like, hmm, mm. looks like I'm going to fail. <laughs> yeah. I am a failure. And then, you know, a year later, I'd be like, hey, do you know I went to Berkeley at one point in time? And they're like, are you still going? I'm like, no, I failed. But I went there. So, I mean, it's amazing, you know, just Tom Brady-esque. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like we need to bring the Tom Brady energy to finish out this this year, Mike. Yeah, we do. We need to finish this year out like... Number 12. Mm-hmm. We need to do it. Are you ready to fire this fantastic show up, Mike? Doc G, let's fire up the show. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Woo! Fantastic clips, fantastic music. But we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Now, Mike, I was thinking about this, and I'm excited about this. <laughs> next year, yeah. starting next year, we're going to have a total count for you. Okay. So true. Every birthday suit you get wrong and right, we're going to have the total percentage. And okay. I want you over 50%. All right. 50% of them you need to get. All right. I don't think you're going to get this one. Okay. But this doesn't count. 
because we haven't got to How can I get better at birthday suits, Dr. G? <laughs> like, what do I need to do? Read the news? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Watch I, YouTube videos. Just go into the library mm-hmm. and look, go to the famous people books. Mm, and just okay. Be like, mm, That's a good idea. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Just start going down the list. Well, I guess we don't. I was about to say, start going down the list of like social media, like the most popular, but yeah. some of us, uh, some of ours would have very low numbers on those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some really inspirational people have really like low amounts of followers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was, you know, and then there's people with big <laughs> that have a bazillion followers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, it, uh, <laughs> It's not really based on what you've done always. Uh, Well, I guess it is. It's just what things have you done. Um, Anywho, uh, Mike, this this one won't be as embarrassing as not getting um, uh, some of the governmental figures. (laughs) But it's along those lines. So, born on December 21st, 1977 in Amiens, France. I probably said that completely wrong. That's a fact. Um, our birthday suit wear is the son of a physician and a professor of neurology. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Stute parents there. Yeah. Uh, in high school, he excelled in French literature and piano. He went on to study at uh, philosophy at the University of Paris. He then earned a master's degree in public guidance and economy. After graduating, he became an inspector at the fr- uh, finance ministry. In 2010, he left his job as a as an inspector and became a private banker. In 2012, our student, our birthday student, <laughs> birthday suit wearer became the deputy secretary general at LSA. In 2014, he was appointed the minister of economics. In 2017, our birthday suit wearer became president of France. In 2022, he was re-elected, becoming the first president to win a second term since 2002. Two side notes that I love about this guy. First, his wife is his former teacher from high school. Oh, yeah. Who's 24 years older than him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always a fun fact. That's wild. Second. That's a big age gap. A huge age gap. For a guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. To a woman. And, I mean, you know, when they first met, he was 15 which would make her, what, 39. Uh Yeah. Anyways, second fun fact, he was at the World Cup this past weekend. Nice. Didn't have a happy ending for his team. No. Totally lost. Anywho, name that birthday suit wearer. Okay, I very vaguely know this guy's name, but Macaroon or Mac? Wait, what? How do you say it? 50% correct. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) 50%. Emmanuel Macron. Macron. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's him. (laughs) Yes. Close enough. Macaroon. I'll take it. (laughs) Is it a dessert? Is it a cookie? I don't know. That's fine. Uh, Young guy. 1977. So, you know, only 45. Yeah. When he wow. took over, he was 40 when he became president. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, pretty big accomplishment for a 40-year-old. Yeah. Not bad, Huge. you know. I mean, I remember when he was first, you know, there was a there was a worry, there was a sort of a a real right-wing figure that was supposed to become president and he was the option, you know, the alternative to that. And they just kept on presenting him as a super boring dude. <laughs> they were just like, he's not offensive in any way and he's not known for anything (laughs) okay and then like pretty much the only thing people knew him for was well his wife is really old 
And they're like, and he knew her in high school. Which, you know, you think about that, it's just, it's just how prudish America is. I mean, you know, in some ways, and don't, don't get me wrong in what I'm saying, but, like, you just, like, if that were a, 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 a person from America that was running for office, like, they would be, you know, it would be this huge thing that nobody would be able to let go, and they'd be, you know, like, they were romantically involved before yeah. he graduated. Like, that would be, like, the end of that lady, basically, mm -hmm. of his wife. Yeah, you she know? would get canceled. And in France, they were just like, meh. Yeah. Anyways, this it's going to be our president. Yeah. Bring it on. There we go. We like, all love each other. Yeah. It's a loving. <laughs> it's wild. Anyways, happy birthday to Emmanuel, uh, Mr. President. Yes. Um, okay, Mike. We don't have many of them this week because of the clips. We got some, we got some headlines. Okay. You ready to rip? Yeah. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Uh, Mike, I feel like there's at least one of these stories like three times a year. Uh, and this one's from CNN. It's about tipping. Okay. So here's the headline. Out of control. No one knows how to tip. <laughs> Out of control. Out of control. <laughs> That's right. So let me sum up this 20-minute article. Um, most Americans feel like they're tipping too much, and a lot of them don't like it. Okay. It's pretty much, it's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And then the waiters don't like that they're not getting tipped enough. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mike, I would argue that this whole issue goes back to 1966. What happened then? Congress created a new category of pay called subminimum for tipped workers. Mm. Now, technically, the Department of Labor considers an employee working in a job that customarily and regularly receives more than $30 a month in tips as a tipped worker. So if you regularly get tips at your job, you're supposed to get tips, and it's $30 or more, then they can legally pay you $2.13 an hour. Mm. And that hasn't changed since 1991. $2.13 for tipped workers. Now, if you work at like Morton's of Chicago, that's okay in a lot of senses because mm. you'll get one table that will be there for an hour and you'll get a $200 tip on it. Yeah. Now, I've known some folks that work there. I have friends that work literally at Morton's that then they'll complain about a table that tipped them zero, which is understandable, but I'm like, wait, didn't that same hour you had two other uh, tables that you got $300 from? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so you're, <laughs> yeah. you're doing all right. You're making yeah. $300 an hour that. And they're like, well, still, they mm. didn't tip angry about it. I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. 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 But, like, you work at Applebee's and somebody does that, you're not making minimum wage. No. So, you know. Now, Mike, uh, for me, here's a, here's a crazy thought on this. How about we pay these people a normal hourly wage? Yes. Wait, I what? I mean, it works. How about we raise just everybody, mm. like we've talked about before, a minimum wage to like fifteen dollars an whoa, hour? Whoa, Doc G. Whoa, where whoa. <laughs> where you can live off of that, 
and and we know that the prices of goods and services mm-hmm. will increase, and then we don't have to think about how much we're tipping them. Nope. Because we don't have to leave a f- tip. Yeah, exactly. Because they're getting paid a normal amount. Yeah. And in Europe, that's the way it is in most yeah. places. Yeah. Can you tip? Yeah, you can tip, but they don't expect one, and they're not no. furious when you don't leave one no. because they get a normal wage. So they're like, eh, yeah, okay, well, I was hoping for one, but they didn't leave one. Like, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be up to every diner in a restaurant to decide whether or not Susie can pay her rent this month based on whether or not she brought your ranch dressing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Sure. No. No, I say she is not going to be able to live. I'm taking my tip away. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Especially ranch dressing people. They're not Yeah, tipping. You forget that ranch? No. They're a, a unique group, those ranch <laughs> people. Like, I like ranch, but I'm not ordering extra ranch. at a, no I'm not letting people know at a restaurant I'm a ranch person. That's not no. happening. No way. That's a devious <laughs> secret that I keep to myself, you know? It's like it's like smoking crack. It's gross. Huh? It's gross. But like, I mean, just pay them like a normal job. Yeah, it's it's great. In Europe too, they don't care about you, and it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's a weird in a weird way. Yeah, yeah that way, no one has to hear the diners complain about having to give tips, and the waiters don't have to complain about not getting their tips. Yeah, because I nice. don't want to hear either of them. Mm. Nope, I don't yeah. like hearing either of those people rant. Yeah. And then when all the prices raise with the normal pay rate that we'd give them, if you want to complain about how expensive the prices are, just don't eat. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat out. You know? It's true. Now, will that ever happen, Mike? No. You don't think so? No. No. Not unless something big time changes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things. Uh, a weird American unique thing that we have. But, it, yeah, it won't happen. Yeah, probably not. Anyways, Mike, uh, pretty quick story here. Remember how I told you when Claude was on the show about the um, mm. the Netflix documentary, uh, Megan and Harry? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all of it's out now. Oh, yeah. It's all six. Okay. And um, the, it, it's big. It's big. They have been all... The, the population has been all over this, Mike. In fact... Five days, the docu-series has been viewed over 81 million hours on Netflix. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's the most viewed documentary premiere in the history of Netflix. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, you know, it's arguable how you say this, but there have been some interesting tidbits from the docu-series. Uh, I, found, I found this one uh, I, now... Uh, full disclosure, listeners, I haven't watched any of it nope. because I I have other ways to waste my time than this. <laughs> yeah. But um, I did see this this quote from Harry, and I saw the clip, and it just, it was, it, it made me go, what? So uh, he's talking about, they ask him, what kind of things does he miss from being a, a, a true part of the royal family? And he yeah. says, quote, I miss the weird family gatherings. When we're all brought together under one roof for a certain time of year, that I miss. Mm, the weird. Word. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that all the royal family <laughs> yeah, does? True, true, true. Like, yeah. they're the royal 
family. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to show up for as a family and not overreact to anything. That's a fact. And just wave calmly <laughs> yeah. to everything that, ha- like, what else is there to do that you're like, well, that I don't really like to do. Like, that you're a figurehead. That's all you do, Harry. Yeah. Jeez. Ah, oh, anyway. So he, he misses what he did, basically. He just misses yeah. being in the royal family. Yeah. 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 But he needed to get away because he's he being be harassed by the media. Mm-hmm. So he got away from being harassed by the media by making a six part docu-series on Netflix so everybody could see every part of his life. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Totally makes sense. <laughs> what? Just you're follow rid- me around. You're ridiculous, <laughs> Harry. Uh, anywho, Mike, um, did you know there is a buffalo mob? Um, and not like the animal buffaloes. Like the New York buffalo? Yes. Buffalo New York mob? Yes. Oh. Uh, no, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is a powerful uh, group of people. <laughs> uh, apparently, you don't want to say anything bad about them on this show because let's be honest, we've got strong ties to that Buffalo mob. Yeah, um, apparently, Joe Tadaro, Tadaro, let's say Tadaro. Joe Tadaro is the boss of the La Costa Nostra um, Buffalo mob. Mm. La Costa Nostra, you know the big, big deal, the Italian. Mafia, mob, you know? And apparently, federal prosecutors have asserted in a court filing documents uh, all of the details about him being the leader of this mob. In those details, they say that Tadaro took control of the local mafia after longtime boss Stefano Magadino died <laughs> in 1974. Uh. So he's been uh, the, the mob boss for almost 50 years. 48 years. Now, this is the really interesting part to me. Joe Tadaro runs a popular pizza restaurant in Buffalo. Say what? Of course. La Nova. La Nova. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, 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 you know, I'll be honest about the story, Mike. It's a really long story. This was in, like, the Buffalo News Today or whatever yeah. their uh, news is. And in the article, yeah. There's some, like, Goodfellas type stuff that happened. I love it. There's a really interesting story with Joe Dodaro, apparently, back in, I think it was, like, the 80s, where he, uh, so, there was some fighting, infighting of the mobs. Yeah. And the New York City mobs, uh, and this was when John Gotti was running all of the New York City mobs, his guy goes out to tell Joe Dodaro that, hey, don't mess with us. Will totally murder everybody in your local mob there. Mm-hmm. And apparently, this meeting took place in Miami, because of course it did. Yeah. And uh, Joe Dodaro was uh, worried about uh, uh, wires. So he had this guy there on the beach, and he just, they walk out until they're literally like neck deep in the water to talk mm. so that there would be no worry of, of interesting mics. that's a good way to that's a that's a good strategy and the coolest part about it was they were just in regular clothes like he just <laughs> like starts walking suits. out and the and the guy's like uh what, what uh, my shoes and my and he's like don't worry we'll pay for that we'll get you all fitted up just keep walking just keep walking but uh anyways <laughs> that's hilarious you know um eh, you know there's some things in the store that you're like oh that's some shady stuff. Yeah. That's not good stuff. But like I've always said, Mike, judge a man 
Not by uh, the accusations of whether he's in a mob or not. Mm -hmm. Judging by his pizza. The taste of the pizza at Lenovo's. <laughs> and I took a look at their menu and some videos. Yeah. And it made me hungry. Yeah. It was nice. That's it was good. nice. And it's the official pizza of the Buffalo Bills. Oh. Yeah. It better be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bills Mafia. Yeah. Bills Mafia. I, uh, I gotta be honest. I was. It made me hungry. Yeah. And it, it looked good. So the calzones, what they have? Anything, oh, I mean, just uh, straight up pizza. Yeah. Now, there's an interesting thing, and I don't know. I'm guessing this is like a buffalo thing. I think, and I don't think this was a figment of my imagination, there were some pizzas with sesame seeds on the crust. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, no, I didn't really, it didn't drag me in because sesame seeds aren't like a thing that I need to, well, they're, they're the thing I don't really notice regardless if they're there or not, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, I've never went to a, like a, a burger place and been like, what? Sesame seedless buns? No. <laughs> Pass. I'm out. I'm out, you know? But still, like, I was like, oh, that's an interesting touch. Yeah, you know? I don't know. That's a t It's too overpowering of, a, of a, a thing to put on the a pizza nuttiness, crust. Yeah, it's too overpowering. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You can brush them off, though. They're not too hard. Well, to you're not going to complain about this. No, you, you will be walked out <laughs> into the water and then murdered. Um, now. They'll just give you some hot wing sauce and buffalo. So that's so lame, Doc G. I don't know why I just said that. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Hot sauce. Hot why sauce wouldn't you call it Tadaro's? I feel like that would be a good name for a pizza spot, too. Tadaro's. I think that would work. I mean, you it know? just goes with like the. I feel like the. Italian Maybe it's to throw the. You know. True, 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 true. Yeah. Throw the FBI you know. scent. You can't you just like, have your name. Because the next mob the, boss is going to have to take over, and he doesn't want to be. Although it's yeah. not that hard to follow. <laughs> Where are they? What? Oh, he's right. Okay. Um, just a quick note to the listeners. Uh, I know we made fun of the situation. Uh, but right now, I'm totally behind Joe Dodaro. Yeah, we in, are. Unless anything heinous comes out that he actually did. Yeah. Concrete evidence, I take back every single thing that yeah. we said. But for right now, fan we're, of the we're show. We're behind. Friend yeah. of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until until everything comes out, and then we are not at all. Love it. And I would say the Buffalo Bills need to retract everything. They, yeah. Their association <laughs> as well would be a good idea. Um, Mike, interesting story before we go to break here. Uh, out of Colorado. So, Matic, Matic Lip. That's his name. Matic Lip has unofficially, soon to become officially, most likely, uh, if Guinness verifies it. He has become the youngest person to ski on all seven continents. Word. He wrapped up all seven continents uh, when he went on a skiing trip December 1st of this year. Uh, and if he becomes the record holder, he will beat Victoria Ray White, uh, who is the current record holder, who uh, set that record at the age of 10 years and 79 days. Uh, and Maddock is only seven. Mm. So he has essentially done every single continent. And when you think about it, right... Uh, he's seven, so a one-year-old is not uh, skiing. So I don't know when he started skiing, but it's probably like five. <laughs> so he's done five to seven, like in the last two years, all seven continents. Okay, so he's seven years old. Seven years old. And he's skied 
All seven continents. All seven continents. Okay, so this he's just skiing, or like, what's what's he doing that's special other than skiing? He's, he's just skiing. skiing. He's just setting skis okay. on the continent. Okay, and skiing. Huh. All and right. uh, <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, I don't know. You know, somebody tells me. I guess. I mean, it's such an adventure. I was about to say, like, if somebody tells me, "Hey, you want to go skiing in Antarctica?" I'm going to be like, like. It's a pass. (laughs) But, like, it's such a thing just to be like, okay, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you you don't get to go to Antarctica very often. But that really frightens me. There's not a place that's colder than Antarctica. That's true. And it's it's, it's just really hard to get out. It is out there, you know. But, like, Mike called me crazy. But if I met Maddox later in life and his fun fact of his life is... Uh, I was the youngest person to ever ski all seven continents. It's going to take me a lot of convincing not to think he's a rich, snobby white person. <laughs> yeah. Like, Especially with skiing. Skiing. And travel. All seven continents. <laughs> with my rich powers combined. By the time. <laughs> Captain Planet. By the time you're seven. Seven. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean... You hear that, the next part of the conversation isn't going to be like, so our family was living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> like, you've got you've got a family that's like, hey, you know what? I thought we'd shoot down to Antarctica mm-hmm. to ski a little bit. And yeah. a little Maddox here would go ahead and knock off the seventh one on his mm-hmm. list. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the second thing when I was looking at that, though, I was like... If you can afford to take all those effing trips, like, why are you choosing somewhere that has snow again? Like, if I'm Maddox, I'm like, hey, guys, we live in Colorado. I know what snow looks like. Take me to some palm trees, you turds. Yeah. I never see those, but we just keep going to cold places for our vacation. That doesn't make any sense. But your record. Like, like, I mean, come on. December and you're going to Antarctica? Yeah. Like, no. No, thank you, Mike. Wait, isn't it summer? Well, it uh, is, but it's still, yeah. like, I mean, that's the thing. It's but it's like, still, like, no matter what. <laughs> if, it, if it's winter, if it's winter, go somewhere in the, yeah. the southern hemisphere that's actually summer. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. to Australia and be, go to Argentina where they're just, mm. what, by the way, did you see that, Mike? Didn't see it, The no. celebration for no. the World Cup? Was it wild? Oh, my God. Yeah. There were literally, like, I forget what the estimations were. I think I'm pretty positive it was in the millions in Buenos Aires, like, celebrating. Yeah. Man. It made me so anxious just looking at those yeah. pictures. I was like, there's no effing way I would go to that yeah. crap. Like, I, I would have a panic attack yeah. as soon as I got in there. It's just people. every, And then I was like, and what are you going to do? Like, you get there and you're like, hey, so we won the World Cup. Yeah, I'm gonna go wait for four hours in line for a beer. <laughs> well, and like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. besides like high fiving a couple yeah, of people, yeah. then afterwards, like, okay, I contributed nothing to this. Yeah, you contributed nothing to this. We all contributed nothing to this. Hey, and does our lives still suck? They do. Yeah, they still does. suck. Sorry. Okay. Well, but we won the. Uh, we won it. Yes. Like. It's a little bit like, I mean, you feel good for him. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. It's a little like a shiny object distracting you. And yeah. then you got to get in that scary... Skip. No, no thank you. I don't yeah. want to be a part of that. No, mm. it's, Maybe like a helicopter going over, and I could just be like... 
Holy crap, that's a lot of people. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I don't yeah. know why in my mind I went straight to like World War Z where he's like looking out on yeah, all the zombies. I mean, it's sort <laughs> We're of all you, running through the city. You sort of get that feeling <laughs> yeah. when it's when you're like, it's, I was just like, oh, uh, no. Like maybe I get, uh, you know, from a safe distance outside of the city and get a little drone. And yeah. Just fly it over and be like, wow, that's shot. crazy. It's just because I'm an old. I've always felt that way, by the way, Doc G. Like Times Square, New Year's Eve. I've always been. I've watched that as a little kid. Out, even as a little kid, I'm like, that's way too much. Yeah, it's too much. No, like I don't. I'm always amazed at people like that. Like, like I think it's like, you know, like some of the giant uh, rock concerts that have had a ton of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it'd be cool to be the artist, and I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. Like looking out there, and everybody wants to hear your jams. Yeah, but being the person in the middle of that crowd i'd be like no screw this i don't want to be here yeah I know. even if it's my favorite band i'd still be like oh yeah gross There's i just have to people. pee a lot and it's yeah. just like too far away from uh, yeah Preston. like what are you gonna do <laughs> you're just gonna be like hey could guys give me a little bit i'm gonna pee down my leg here just <laughs> like no no thank you uh, pass gosh. pass i i guess it's we're just all we're just both old hermits. It's yeah, fine. It's Whatever. It, it works. <laughs> it works. Mike, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from uh, one of our fantastic musical guests that came on the show August 10th. This is a fantastic band, Goon, right here with their song, Bend Back, right here on the Doc Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Doc G, they need to give us a nice rating. Mm-hmm. iTunes. Amen. Give us a follow on SoundCloud Amen. on all the socials. Doc G, can I real quick, can I can I just say, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Mike, at Mike Charette. Follow me. Yeah. I won't be able to check your uh, follow for a couple days, a few days. But uh, hey, that'd be awesome. Yeah. If he came back and follow. there were a bunch of follows and he was just like, what? What? Weird. People like me? <laughs> this That's is awesome. Wow. Yeah. You know, and you'll get things about Mike's life. You might get, you, you'll get some, he doesn't post too often, listeners, but you'll get stories. Yeah. He I likes do to do stories. He I does like doing stories. stories. He doesn't, you know, he's one of those choosy guys, and I can appreciate it, mm-hmm. that he doesn't want, you know, he's like, you know what? This doesn't need to live as a thing forever on yeah. my actual timeline. Yeah. yeah but it, I'm going to put it on the, the, the story, and it's going to yeah. go away. You can choose to look at it mm-hmm. if you want or not. Yeah. And if you're in the Las Vegas area, You'll know when he's performing. Yeah, and you I always post the out. yeah, I always post the uh, the posters and stuff. And every now to. and then, I'm like, should I go see him? I'm like, well, it would be a 15 hour drive. Okay, yeah, 18 hour, 20 hour. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna Something a, a like day. That. It'd yeah. be at least a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe maybe next time. Maybe yeah, next time. Maybe next time. I would like to point out on that same tip, Mike. We uh, when Claude was on the show. Uh, we talked about how I'm a huge fan of the Utah Jazz mm-hmm. this season. Uh, They're they're my dark horse that I jumped on, and I'm just excited about watching their games for no reason. For whatever fortuitous reason, my computer did not record that part of our show. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not part of the actual documented show with Claude. But I would like to say it's on the Zoom. Hmm. Recorded version of the Zoom. So... If the uh, and the reason I bring this up is because I made a promise to the listeners and to Claude that if the Jazz make it to the second round of playoffs, I'm going in person. I will be there, and I want listeners to know that's happening. Yeah, that wasn't. I, I want Claude to know that wasn't just some like I don't want this to actually be out there. I'm not going to put mm-hmm. this on the show. No, nah. no, no. I want people to know it will be a trip to SLC. Yeah, Salt Lake City. If they're at the second round, and I'm not going to be happy about it either. I'm like, God, oh, I got to go to Salt Lake City? God, man. Because there's nothing for me to do in Salt Lake City besides go to the game. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of cool things. Some skiing. I just, I just <laughs> yes. Me and Maddox. Yes. Woo-hoo. But regardless, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, summary, listeners, follow Mike Charette on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. And then, then follow me because if uh, Jazz end up in the second round, I, I'm definitely he'll be going. there. Too. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll finance it. I'll figure well, it out. Well, all, all well, all three of us said we're going to be there. Claude yeah, yeah, said yeah. he was coming. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna like I was thinking I actually might do a road trip because I'll be at the beginning of May. I might have some time then. Yeah, I'll just go up to South Carolina, pick Claude up, mm. and then zip on across the country. Boom. Yeah, you know what? Do it. Okay. Oh wait, yeah, you can't really ski around that time. No, no. Well, if I find a you know fifteen thousand foot mountain, I m- probably can't. Maybe yeah. you know there's still no, still true, on true. the very top yeah, of them. Very true. Regardless, Mike, 
uh, write that down, listeners. Uh, that's going to happen. And you need to follow uh, Mike on Instagram. Yeah, give me a follow. Uh, listeners, we are going to thank the regular listeners. Yes. Uh, so get ready. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, and Los Angeles, California. Uh, I had a couple trips, but it wasn't bad. No. Had a couple. I wouldn't say trips. Stumbles. 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 Uh, pretty good semi-regular list. Here we go, Mike. Uh, semi-regulars. Shout out. Shout out to Richmond, Virginia, Columbus, Ohio, Las Vegas, Nevada, Miami, Florida, Hyattsville, Maryland, Renton, Washington, uh, Wanabacoa, Cuba, uh, New York, New York. Saratoga Springs, New York, Mococa, Brazil, uh, Coventry, Rhode Island, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Clark, Colorado, Mount Royal, Canada, Hewitt, New Jersey, and Mountain View, California. Nice. Yeah, when we first started the show, Mountain View was a big listener. Oh, yeah? That was a regular listener. Oh, okay. They dropped off the regulars. Mm. It was sad. But they're back. Welcome back. They're back for a semi-regular, and we appreciate it. Welcome back. Um, thanks to all the listeners. Listeners, hang on for 2023. We're taking a break, but we're going to come back strong. Mm-hmm. I've been looking up the new guest. I've got some. I've got. I've. I've. I've sent out the return offers mm. for the for the the guests of 2023 that we want to come back on the show. We've already got some uh, some comments back. And none of them were go to so <laughs> nice. It's pretty it's excited good. about that. Yes. Um. So yeah, listeners, hang on a couple of weeks, and we'll be back with new shows. Uh. But in the meantime, Mike, we need to open up the old miscellaneous file real hey, quick. There we go. Mick. Uh, Mick. <laughs> Mick, come out. I didn't get a full mic out there. Mm, that's okay. Um. Mike, uh, have you heard of BDE? BDE. Yeah. Big energy that's the there one we go. yeah 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 i've seen a lot of uh, articles of this recently mm-hmm. yeah been a lot of like tmz articles and mm-hmm. like other and and you know uh, some of them talking about like pete davidson having pete BD, davidson. BD, bd bd yeah. you know and i was thinking about it i was like i don't i don't think i have that nope mm. and i was like well, may, mainly because i don't have the parts for that mm. you know and i was like what about N T W H A P S E D E. Mm. A nothing to write a home about. Pretty standard equipment energy. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Know? There you go. That's what I think is more suitable for yeah. most of us. Yeah, for sure. You for know? sure. It's not as good an acronym. No. But hard to fit into a rap song, you know. That's fits tough, a but... little bit more for most of us. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, for sure. Anyways, Mike. Very excited. We need to do our segments. We have gotten to the clip portion of the show. So we're going to go through nine clips here. Okay. Nine clips from the show, chronological order. This first one we've got from one of your bands that you really like, Yonder Mountain String Band. They're right above you, Mike. There's the album right there, the blue one. Yeah, Yonder Mountain String Band on the ceiling there. Um, You love their Dancing in the Moonlight. 
So true. It's fantastic. That was my theme song in Hawaii. They have a fantastic career. Uh, and I had to ask, I saw a story of theirs about how they uh, potentially broke Jimmy Kimmel's pipe. And I had to ask him about it. So let's listen. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you. So we, we wrapped our second album with a guy named Tom Rothrock. Mm-hmm. And he lived up in the Hollywood Hills. And he lived next to the late night mm-hmm. show host. Mm-hmm. And um, one day as we we're finishing up the record, the, you know, the late night show host's assistant comes over and he invites us to this party. And we're like, oh, cool. That's the last day of this, this show or last day of recording and we'll be done. And we finish recording the record and we go to this fantastic sushi place on Ventura Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And we had just been kind of like acquainted with cold sake, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so we all had... You know, and we drink it, you know, you drink it out of the bamboo. It's all very cute and mm-hmm. wonderful. And uh, we, uh, you know, we had some sake. <laughs> and then uh, we go to the uh, uh, the late night show's party. Mm-hmm. And he comes up and he greets us. And we're looking over there. And, you know, I'm just going to say, like, it's like the man show is inside. Remember that show? <laughs> I remember that show. Was this guy maybe associated with that show at some point in time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and we're and so they're all over there. We're like big fans of the whole thing, anyway. Yeah. And so we're starting to get pretty nervous. And um, he comes up to us. He goes, "I'm gonna make you guys some margaritas." We're like, "A plus, sure." And he's like, "And oh, here's this pipe." <laughs> you know, like we're already nervous. We're like, "Sure, let's calm down, smoke some weed." <laughs> yeah, that won't make us feel weird. <laughs> and then um, uh, we already we're already kind of impaired anyway. And, yeah, the um, sake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, just handing the pipe back and forth between uh, some members of our party. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it got dropped and broke. Oh, no. And, uh, at, at which point, you know, the producer who's with us is just you know, like, maybe we should get out of here. <laughs> you know? and, and that's what we did. We went back to the hotel and the, I think, yeah, the Beverly Garland Hotel mm. before we went back. And then we proceeded to have this night that was just bonkers off the chain, like people crawling up the walls and like, like I, I passed out and hit my head on the desk. And then I think I threw up all sushi. Man. Yeah. And it was definitely wild and, and crazy. Oh man. Uh, Mike, I don't, I, hearing that story, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe is the intoxication level. But I, w- I would have just went up to him. Like, I feel like he seems like a cool enough guy, Jimmy Kimmel, that I would have yeah. been like, hey, I broke your pipe. Sorry. Like, and that's that's a talking part. It like, is. you can be like, oh, I screwed you over, man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, instead, they were, I think it was just being so drunk. They were like, oh, get out of here. Let's go. Like, <laughs> and just, I yeah. it, it missed, missed. Missed opportunity to become best friends with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, so true. You know? But it's yeah. all right. It's all right. They, they still make good tunes, you know? What a great party to be a part of. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, it's yeah. so cool. That's what happens when you're yeah. when you're out in L.A. making your, your third album. So, you know, awesome. it'll be us when we're doing our next live show there we go. in L.A. Uh, all right, next up, Mike, we got one of our favorite new groups here we had on the show, Hotel Fiction. Mm-hmm. Jade and Jess... Just two go-getters in the music industry. They, they've got the world going. We're trying to set up. I don't want to uh, jinx it. 
trying to set up another interview with him. Like, nice. Uh, cool, might, cool, cool. might be a live one. Hey. Might be a live one. There we go. Uh, now, during the interview, we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of Mississippi. We uh, started talking about Mississippi, and to my surprise, Jade had heard of Kool-Aid pickles. Mm. Let's take a listen. Now, the other thing I got to ask about Mississippi is, uh, our listeners know, I uh, like to make fun of Mississippi occasionally because there are a lot of things about Mississippi uh, that at least Florida is is better than in some areas. And we can't say that about a lot of states because usually we're worse than pretty much everybody. Um, now, one of the things that interests me about Mississippi is that they have Kool-Aid pickles. Wait, what? Oh, okay. My boyfriend's parents are from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And they actually made Kool-Aid pickles once and made their own and put them in the fridge. I like came over one day and I was like, I already hate pickles. And I was just like, what is this? Did you have one? No, no, I refrained. You could not pay me enough. Jess, I'm guessing I'm guessing by how amazed you look, you've never had a uh, a Kool-Aid pickle. No, I'm very curious. Like you just you dump a pack of Kool Aid into your pickles. That's yes. It? Yeah. So essentially, you have a pickle, and then you add Kool Aid mix to it. So you could do different flavors, like yeah. grape Kool pickle, mm-hmm. red pickle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that seems like an acquired taste. Pickles are already an acquired taste. There are many acquired tastes in Mississippi. Uh, yes, Mike, if I had a jar of Kool-Aid pickles right now, would you eat one? Yes, I would. I would try it. I should have marinated some. I thought about it actually last night. I was like, I don't think it'd be long enough to actually get the flavor in there just over the night. But I was like, should I make some Kool-Aid pickles? What would have been your uh, flavor of choice? I'm thinking the standard fruit punch. Yeah. Like a fruit punch pickle that i mean honestly the more i think about it the more i'm okay with it like when i first started thinking about it i was like how disgusting but then like the tangy salty sweetie like it almost Mm. like gets like a barbecue vibe in there when i start thinking about it i don't know about that yeah could be extremely gross i could be okay with it i don't know I don't know. I don't know if it would be gross, but it would be unusual. It would just be a very unusual flavor experience. Like I said, there's a bunch of unusual (laughs) things in Mississippi. True. So, uh, next up, Mike, we have an absolute legend that we had on the show. Leader of Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Jeff Hanna. These Mm -hmm. fellas, they've been jamming since the 60s. 60s. The 60s. And I got to ask their lead singer how they made an album that is in the Grammy Hall of Fame. I got to, add, uh, to take me through the process because on this uh, on this album, they had some of the biggest names in country music history on it. Mm. Names that literally changed the face of country music, and I got to ask him about it, which was a very cool thing. Let's uh, let's take a listen. It wasn't that simple. I mean, obviously, we idolized everybody on that record. Mm-hmm. We actually knew Merle Travis because back in our jug band days in L.A., we had opened, uh, played a week with him at a club called the Ashgrove in L.A. Um, but no, uh, our band was touring the South. We were playing all these colleges in the Southeast U.S. And um, 
we played Vanderbilt University here in Nashville. I live in Nashville now. This is where I am today. Um, and Gary Scruggs, who was Earl Scruggs' oldest kid, was going to school there. And he and his brothers had become fans of our band. They heard Mr. Bojangles on the radio, bought the record, flipped it over and realized that we had recorded a song called Randy Lynn Rag that Earl Scruggs wrote, mm -hmm. named after Randy Scruggs' kid. Yeah. Um, so uh, Gary set up a meeting, like a meet and greet, to meet the band. We had no idea about this. We had not met Earl Scruggs. Of course, we all idolized Flat and Scruggs, especially John McEwen, our banjo player at the time. So we, uh, we played a show there. Thank goodness it was a good set. <laughs> and afterwards, we got to hang out with the Scruggs family. We sat around and it was like long lost family members. It was just so great, immediately bonded. And uh, as they were walking out the door, Earl turned to us and said, well, if you boys would ever want to do some recording, I'd love to get in the studio and play some, pick some, you know? Wow. And he closed the door and we kind of went, what just happened? Earl Scruggs wants to record with a dirt band. Yeah. So a few months later, we all got a phone call from Bill McEwen who was uh, John's older brother, but was also our manager and record producer. And he said, what if we take Earl up on that offer, but expand the whole concept and we'll get in there, you know, and we'll put a list together of, of, of artists that you guys, all, we all agreed on everybody, Doc Watson. There was no argument over that. Uh, you know, Mother Maybell Carter, Jimmy Martin, Merle Travis, uh, Vassar Clements, of course, Roy Acuff. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to argue with that. It's like, yeah, it would be great to have lunch with those folks. We're going to get to make a record with them. So John and I went to a club. We Now we'd relo relocated to Colorado. John and I went to a club in Boulder called Tulagi. And the Earl Scruggs Review, Earl and his boys were playing there. And uh, John offered to drive Earl back to the hotel. I'm sitting in the back seat. John turns to Earl and said, would you consider like being on this record that we're going to make? And Earl said, well, I'd be proud to. So that was that one down next week. John went and saw, uh, uh, Doc Watson, Doc and Merle Watson were playing the same club with Earl in hand. <laughs> you know, that was kind of our, our, our bait for Doc, you know, yeah. Doc immediately he was Doc with these guys were all such open-minded musicians. I should point that out gracious, generous with their time and talent, but also like, you know, they didn't see boundaries, you know, whether they were cultural or musical or whatever. Merle Watson really helped in that regard because he was a fan of our bands, you know, second generation. again. So it kept rolling. We came to Nashville in August uh, and spent, we spent about a week and a half down here, but we spent six days in the studio recording, did 30 some odd tracks, all of it live and had the time of our lives, but it went by like that, wow. you know? Boom. Mike, uh, it was one of those moments that like, listening to that, it was, I, I remember in yeah. that interview, I was sitting there and I was just like, this is American music history. Yeah. Like not, not me, of course, mm -hmm. but what he did was American music history. I mean, I am literally steps away from folks that changed American music. Yeah. I was like, how cool is that? They're on my show mm -hmm. that normally talks about dildos and farts. Mm -hmm. And here we are talking about an album 
that's in the Grammy Hall of Fame. So true. We live in a simulation, Doc G. This is totally oh, a simulation. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it was wild, man. Yeah. I was super excited to have him on the show, and it was a super cool story. And I posted it on Instagram, and no one gave it, which mm. sort of annoyed me. But. You know, I put that whole sort of segment on Instagram, and it got yeah. like four likes, and I was like, "Screw you, people!" Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I understand it wasn't a lady with big uh, yeah. parts. Huh? Anywho. Yeah. You know this what can is what you, do? you need? What can you do, Mike? Next one though, for a band right here in our backyard. When it's all said and done, I think this this band is going to be one of like the biggest artists we've ever had on the show. They just got that energy, you know. Yeah. They got that feel that I'm like, mm. they're going to do things. I don't know what they are, but they're going to do big things, you know? And uh, we got to know them, their, their whole band there, in this clip. This was from June 8th. This is Flip Turn, getting to know the band. Okay, sleepiest band member. Who sleeps the most on tour? Tristan. Tristan, <laughs> Tristan had a recognition himself of that. He was like, oh, that's probably... Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Okay, that's true. Um, band member that's had the worst mishap on stage. Me or Devin? Mm. I'd say uh, either me or Devin. What was the mishap yeah. with Devin? Oh, Devin. Well, I remember Tallahassee. Devin, uh, he kicked through his kick drum. Oh, man. In, more impressive than a mishap. I mean, honestly, but I remember. I mean, with we the mallet or with his foot? Yes. Oh wow! No, with, with, oh, with his foot, with his foot, he like hit so hard that it went through the kick drum. And yeah. I remember we were about to go into another song. It was right at the end of one song. We were transitioning into another, and luckily it was the last song of the night. But you know, I was getting ready, and I turn around, and Devin's like, "Nope, nope, can't do it." And I was like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "My kick drum." I, I didn't understand. You know, I was like, "Yeah, uh, man, so maybe, maybe that, or I've, I think I've." forgot complete verses on stage before <laughs> oh. oh man oh that that's that's embarrassing that's embarrassing to be the guy that has to pull up the phone hold on it's my lyrics hold on a second <laughs> all right okay that's the one okay i got it i got yeah. it all right band member most likely to be late for a band meeting Devin. Devin, i think <laughs> Devin, yeah. i told you it's he's fine easier. he's not here we can we can <laughs> We can say Devin for everyone. Go stroll in. Go stroll in with Dunkin' Donuts. No. So sorry. Yeah. There's, there's, there's traffic, but I have donuts for you guys. No, there you go. Hey, that's a, that's a makeup right there. That is okay. Yeah. That is okay. But I mean, Duncan, I mean, he's in the South. It's got to be Krispy Kreme. Duncan's, Duncan's, were, uh, that's, that's Boston, man. That's, that's Dylan's yeah. old hometown. Come on now. Uh, I do. I do love Duncan. It's. I mean, you know, coffee-wise, it's definitely <laughs> better than Krispy Kreme. But I don't know if it's hot off the line on Krispy Kreme. You know, if you can do better. Coffee-wise, yes, a hundred percent. Donuts, donuts, Krispy Kreme for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, now uh, let's see here. Band member with the worst sense of direction. You're out on the road. Sense of direction. Who is it? Madeline. Or oh, Madeline. <laughs> were you were were you volunteering for that one, Dylan? And then you're like, ah, oh, no. I, I well, <laughs> I've, I, there's been a few times where I've missed exits, like on the way to a gig, oh, true. and we're like we're like running late, and I like miss an exit mm. or something like that. Um, but that for sure. But I I think Mads had some driving mishaps. Mm. Mm. I'm just driving. It's like walking to a supermarket. Like <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 
Like, you be pushing a shopping cart and it shows you stop in the middle of the thing and just like look around like <laughs> mad. Like, people are walking. You know, you so forget. Yeah, Driving just for life. <laughs> just life driving. Yes. Well, I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, now, this one may not be any of you. I, I don't know. I feel like this might not be anybody in the band because I don't feel like uh, you might not be this reckless. But band member most likely to get arrested if left alone for too long. <laughs> I don't know. No. You, so, yeah, like you said, prob- none of us, but... Maybe, let's say Mitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> Devin has it. Devin's been getting it. We'll we'll switch it to Mitch for that one. Yes, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch is the outlaw, listeners. If you're listening, just know that Mitch yep. is ready to do illegal things whenever you're not watching. Um, <laughs> band member with the worst pre-show jitters. Who is it? Devin. Um. That's me. Yeah, that's easily. That's me. That's definitely me. That's something I'm trying to work on, honestly. That's definitely me. Even, even after all those weekend gigs, all high school, still get it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, they get, they get, sometimes they get worse. I mean, you know, depending on the, the bigger stages we play sometimes. But I, I, I could see yeah, it. It's something I, I could see it with that show at Shaky Knees. That, that's a crowd. That's a crowd looking, I mean, but once they get behind you, right? It goes away once they get behind you. Oh, once you're on stage, it's once you hit, once the first note is played, I, fine, totally fine. We're all fine. But it's like leading up to that first note, it's always the anticipation that just mm. like drives me nuts. It's, it's the same thing. I feel like, oh, it's not the exact same thing. But like I remember high school and running track. Uh, I, I, I ran I ran long distance in track, and there was always, like, before the mile, all before the two mile, you're just sitting there, like, oh, God, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's going to be rough. Oh, and then, that, and then that, that gun would go off, and it's gone, and you're in it. There's no other choice. Yeah, you have no other option. You are there in front of a bunch of people, and there's no, you can't stop. Like, there's no, like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this right now, like, you are in it, like you said. You just have to do it. So, like, that's I, when it's just like it's all in sync. I don't know. I think. I think though, with you guys, especially with that, like, you know, with with like like the, sh- the shaking, like they're all there to see you, man. They they're excited about it. Like they they love it. Like I mean, you know, even if you screw up, they're gonna be jet. You screw up on that verse, they're gonna be like, oh, he did it. Dylan screwed up on the verse. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm gonna be jazzed about it, man. Band member most likely to use an unnecessary dad joke or pun. Tristan. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> nice. Tristan. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. He's got lots of them. Everybody needs a good dad joke or pun every now and then. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Um, <laughs> band member most likely to get into a random conversation with somebody at the venue. Devin. Devin. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Devin. Devin. <laughs> Yeah, we actually, it's, it's I mean, it, it's it's a good thing. He, he's um, a lot more talkative than the rest of us. So, like, sometimes if we're meeting people for the first time, he'll be, like, the connection. He'll be, like, he's, like, in there, and he's, like, best friends with them already within, like, five minutes, and we're, like, what the heck? Mike, I was trying to get him the whole time to throw Devin and Mitch under the bus. They yeah. only did it once. They only, <laughs> they really only did it once. But, you know, they're just, they're too nice of a group. They're too yeah. nice of a group not to do it. Those guys are just... They're the best. They're the yeah, best. Sign of a good band. Two two of them went to to UF. Two of them went to Florida there, and then nice. you know, and they're just they're right right down the road, Fernandina Beach. 
those guys. Very nice. They've got a phenomenal yeah. show coming up in Atlanta, Hotel Fiction, New Year's Eve. Those nice. two bands, both of those bands. Mm. It's going to be a wild one. It's going to be a wild one. Uh, speaking of good performances, Mike, next clip, very good performance. Josh Turner. Mm. Huge country star we had on the show there. Big name. He's performed with everybody. Uh, he's done everything you can think of, but it all started with an awesome performance at the Ryman Theater, and I asked him about that, uh, and that's our next clip. You've been living the dream for 20 years now, a, a little bit over. The The Black Train performance at the Grand Ole Opry was, uh, was, was 21 years ago, and... Uh, when I look back on that moment, it seems it seems like such a fairy tale thing. I mean, playing playing the Opry right out of college, standing ovation. Was it a fairy tale thing, or does it just look like that in hindsight to an outside observer like me? No, it, it really was uh, exactly how it's been described. Um, you know, my manager at the time and I, we basically kind of begged my way onto the opera stage. Um, you know, probably a, a week or two or three before uh, I actually made my appearance there because I had just signed my, my record deal a month prior to my Opry uh, debut. And mm -hmm. so, I, yes, I was signed, but nobody in that crowd that night knew who Josh Turner was because I hadn't had time to make a record or, or you know, put out a video or, or do anything publicly. Yeah. So uh, I ran out literally as an unknown artist. And so I had practiced with the Opry staff band this one song, mm -hmm. and it was it was Long Black Train, a song that I had written. Mm -hmm. And I just went out there and played it. You know, I didn't know what to expect. I just went out there and just you know hoped and prayed that I would just get make it through the song, and that's exactly what I did. But but yeah, I mean, people started standing up and cheering and clapping and hollering and, and throwing babies in the air. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, after like the first verse or second verse, and and it continued throughout the entirety of the song. And then when I was done, I was like, "Well, that's the one song that we learned, so I'm leaving." And so I left. And as I was leaving, people were just stomping the floor and still standing and cheering. And and Bill Anderson, who was hosting that segment, he was he didn't know what to do, so he was like, "Well, you know, you want to hear some more?" And they got even louder, so he. He hollered for me to come back out there on stage, and I'm like, I don't know how to do an encore. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, I was so young, I, I didn't know how, what I was supposed to do when I went back out there. So I went back out there, and Bill said, "How about making that train a little bit longer?" And so we kicked the song off again, and I started singing it, and then I got super choked up and emotional because I, it, it finally hit me what was happening. Yeah, and uh, and so I, I made it through the second go around, and uh, and it was just such a memorable night that after after that performance, the general manager of the opera came back up to my dressing room and said, "You can come back anytime." Wow! <laughs> so I, I made an impression on you. Oh, man, Mike is a, is a callback a thing in comedy? Have you ever got called back on stage? No. <laughs> I've gotten the early lights before, Doc G. Oh, you know, uh, Twelve minutes into a thirty-minute set, you know, like, here's, here's the light for you, sir. Uh, we we need to we, uh, surprise. We don't have that much time. I'm sorry. Hey, well, I mean, I feel like it isn't really a thing in general. You know, mm -hmm. like you got to be pretty effing big yeah. in comedy to do that. Like you got to be like. Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle yeah. at like Madison Square Garden 
for people to want you to like come back on. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like there's so many usually like you know other comedians before even like when you're doing a 30 minute uh, yeah. s- special like I feel like they're like we've we've had enough we don't yeah. need to hear anything we don't <laughs> yeah, need yeah, anymore yeah. like but and then you know even even in music that's a major kudos when you're at a show like that and For they sure. want you to come back on stage to yeah. play the same song. Like, yeah. that's wild. Incredible. That's wild. Like, Do the same joke. Yeah. Do the same joke. All right, guys. One more time. All the right. other day, I was <laughs> at the airport. I forgot my phone. <laughs> uh, which leads us, though, as far as the major kudos, leads us to uh, our next clip, Howie Spangler. Can't say enough about this guy. Super nice dude out of ba- Ballyhoo. We had, I think this might have set the record for longest interview of the year. Wow. We talked forever. It was awesome. I, I love Howie's one of those guys. Never met Howie. Never talked to Howie before the interview. But it's one of those like I was like, it's a vibe. We could chat. Yeah. For for days. Me. You mean yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably thinking in my head like Jesus Christ, this guy won't shut up. <laughs> but regardless, it was a great interview, and we were talking about uh, his music. And we came across the the fact that he's a huge fan of Sublime, mm-hmm. and then how Howie got thanks from the sister of Sublime's lead singer, Bradley mm-hmm. Noel, which is just insane. Yeah. So he, he talks about that here in this next clip. Uh, because you mentioned a couple times Sublime, and mm. you know I I feel like uh, that's probably where you got a ton of the actual sort of reggae rock influence of your sound and i was you know you've done you've done a couple of tributes to uh to bradley uh in your in your career there you you were on you were on the uh the last one they they put out there in what 2020 i think it was Um, yeah the house that bradley built yeah sick compilation man very cool a lot a lot of the artists that we've had on the show did that uh uh, did that album? I mean, uh, the the movement and bumping uglies and uh, I, don't, I don't think Common Kings were on that one. Dude, but. Common King, dude, Common Kings. Everybody was on it. Yeah. Pepper. I mean, yeah. Uh, shout out to Law Records for for uh, helping facilitate that. That's it. Was a um, shout out to the Bradleys House. That all the money uh, from this goes to creating actually building out the Bradley House, um, which is going to be a place for um, for people that are. Uh, uh, for for addicts to to go get help and and give them a place to stay and it's going to be all for free and all that like nice um kelly Knoll, which is uh brad Knoll's sister singer for sublime it's his sister um she's been a big fan of our band for years she she messaged me on facebook i don't know 10 years ago or something like that like just telling me this long story about how she's a huge fan and my brother was a singer for sublime and his name was brad and i was like holy shit yeah whoa you know so we've kept we've kept in touch very nice person and um uh she she's gotten us all together and um so shout out to them that's that's what that's what i was gonna say that the the story that i was mentioning the cool connection that i i read uh you you wrote about that uh when uh the album was coming out as far as getting a message from kelly and i was just like that's Talk about motivation. I mean, or, or like a, a stair step, or whatever you want to call it in the career. Like, I feel like as soon as I got that message on Facebook, I would have been with my phone, like texting everyone. I know, like, you believe this? I did. Can you like? I did. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was just like, 
you know, it's like the the direct blood sister of the guy, you yeah. know, like is, is telling me that my tunes have, have gotten her through some heavy times and helped her, you know, cope with his, you know, his loss. Yeah. Like. Mike, that's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, do you get down on Sublime? I love Sublime. Mm. Oh, yeah. What's, what's I mean, the favorite? I smoke weed. Favorite. <laughs> what's, what's the favorite jam? Um, I like Bad Fish, Bad Fish Boss DJ. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, I like that song I thought a lot. you were just going to end with Bad Fish. Cause that's, Bad Fish. Bad uh, Fish is one of my favorites. Okay, so Bad Fish. Maybe Bad Fish Boss, because I've only heard the, uh, like, well, I've heard their version, but also Jack Johnson's version. Oh, uh, okay. Like, Man, he crushed that. His on their like tribute CD, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like all the regular uh, all Santeria, Santeria, what I got, wrong way, yeah. summertime. It's like it was all in like video games, too. It's Smoking like two joints, yeah. The hits are there, man. The hits are there, and you think like that's the thing. I always like all of these like reggae bands or reggae ish bands. Mm -hmm that we've had on the show, like Ballyhoo, like Common Kings, uh, like The Movement, like K-Bong. Uh, yeah. That was like really their start of mm -hmm. reggae. It wasn't like they listened to Still Pulse or Peter Tosh or Bob Marley. Yeah. It was they listened to Sublime and they were like, eh, there's a little bit, guys are what's this something. reggae yeah. feel here? And that's where they got into reggae. So like, it's wild, man. Yeah. It's wild. I like that. Um, Mike, let's hear one of those Ballyhoo reggae-ish jams. This is their fantastic song, Beautiful Day, right here on the Doc It's G a beautiful show. day. Feeling the sunshine on my face. It's a beautiful day. And I got some time to waste on this beautiful day. I hope it's just like this tomorrow. Beautiful day. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna wake up and get myself a cup of coffee Open the windows and the doors Baby, let's go outside I can feel the air, it's warm Let's go for a long ride The speakers are blaring a beautiful day Feeling the sunshine on my face It's a beautiful day And I got some time to waste on this beautiful day I hope it's just like this tomorrow a beautiful day Oh yeah Oh so here we are Walking through the park Let's lay down this blanket And listen to the birds sing it's so nice to be outside We can watch the sun go down Burning that daylight While we're making out a beautiful day Feeling the sunshine on my face It's a beautiful day And I got some time to waste on this beautiful day I hope it's just like this tomorrow a beautiful day Oh yeah
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Mike just heard a hit from Ballyhoo. See. Speaking of hits, we have had uh, some people that have made some mm-hmm. on the show. For sure. And one of those people that made a lot of hits, Doug Aldridge. Mm-hmm. He made hits with several bands, including Whitesnake. And I uh, I asked him about touring with Whitesnake. And then I asked him about what he wears sometimes on those trips, which he has a tendency to wear a lot of jerseys. Yes. And so I asked him about those jerseys. Let's let's take a listen. Fortuitous there that you're wearing the the Kobe jersey. I've noticed that <laughs> you 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 wear you you wear some jerseys from time to time. You've got multiple Kobe jerseys and I saw one a while back you were wearing a Wizards uh MJ jersey. Uh are you a are you a big basketball fan? I I, I love basketball and my son's really into basketball but I I was really a huge Kobe fan. Of course, Michael Jordan. And me and my son always debate, you know, like who could, who was, you know, of course, MJ. Are you, are you on the Kobe side? Well, I love, I I just remember, because I see, I saw Kobe grow up, you know, I saw him grow up from when he got drafted by the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, the only reason why I'm, I carry, now I wear it with pride, you know, but I mean, today I didn't think of it. I just put it on because it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to wear something that's, you know, that's yeah. not going to be too hot. But um, Kobe, the thing about Kobe that I used to think about when I would be playing shows with Whitesnake where we'd be on tour for a couple months and the set would be set. It would be kind of be the same length set every night, same songs. We wouldn't really deviate once we got it locked in. Mm-hmm. And there would be some nights when I just would be like, I'm trying to get into the groove of the show, but I'm just, something's off, you know, I'm not, like I'm not, it's not cooking, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing okay, but I'm You're not, I can tell it. it's not, I'm, I'm not on the edge. Like it's not. Yeah. So I would think to myself at that moment, what would Kobe do? Cause there would be these times that Kobe would be, he'd be, it'd just be three quarters of just off night. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it would just be like he'd flip it and mm-hmm. it would be, he would take over. Yeah. And so it's just, I was trying to get in the Kobe mindset. Mamba mentality. And yeah, Mamba mentality. And it would work. I mean, if I, if I really, I was like, come on, man, snap out of it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it would work. Nice. Mike, I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, it has to be one of my favorite parts of an interview I've, I've ever done. Yeah. Like it was a story he didn't plan on telling. It was a story he wanted to tell, though, and it showed the power of somebody's drive, mm-hmm. of tenacity spanning over discipline, right? Of the fact that Doug has never been a professional basketball player, nor did he attend to, intend to be, but just that passion that Kobe had inspired him to have an awesome night playing the guitar. Yeah. Like, you can find inspiration all over the world. Yeah. And it was just, I was just like, yes! Yeah. Yes! Come on, snap out of it. So excited about the Doug Aldridge. That was an awesome part right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, And you can can find fun all over this world, Mike. Mm -hmm. And the next one, this is about some fun right here. There we go. This is Jim Lauderdale. I love this. This is about him finding noni fruit 
in Costa Rica. And uh, I, I just, he, this, this story made him as happy as it made me when retelling it. So it, it, it had to be a best of clip. You got to tell me the one thing, uh, apparently you found out there were noni fruit around where you were staying. And for any listener that doesn't know out there, these fruit, they look very weird. I've had noni juice before, but I'd never actually seen the fruit. And these things are bizarre. Uh, What would you do with the noni fruit while you were there? Well, I would split them. I would split them open mm-hmm. and just eat it raw. And it was see when you get the juice, yeah, in the health food store, it's got sweeteners, yeah. and stuff in it, yeah. So it's not really. It tastes. It does not taste good, <laughs> you know, when you just eat it on the fruit. And I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought, hey, this is probably good for my complexion. Too. I'll rub it on my face. <laughs> yes. Those guys, I figured, hey, we're out here on the edge of a rainforest. There's yeah. nobody else around, just me and Odie and Gary. They already know. They already know me. And it's fine. Got, oh my god, they were howling. <laughs> they just, it was just like. Now, do you? Uh, oh my God! I'll never live that down. Circumstantial evidence. Did you? Did you think it, fit, it? Did it help your skin? Do you think? You know, I think it would, maybe if I used it every day for years. Was it? Know, wasn't it a long have, enough study that you did? It wasn't. It wasn't some kind of a miracle. Yeah. Instantaneous. You know, face revitalizer makes sense. Oh, makes I'm sense. glad you brought. I have it. That was very <laughs> funny. And those guys, I'm telling you, just thinking about how hard they were laughing <laughs> uh, makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I needed that. You, Thank you for bringing. You got that. some pieces of fruit coming in to your next day, guys. <laughs> Trust me. It's a health remedy. You're gonna you're gonna thank me later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh Mike, he liked it. Yeah. He liked it. It sounded like a good time. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica out there. Have you ever seen a noni fruit, Mike? No, I don't know what it looks like. Looks like an alien. It's a weird looking thing. Look yeah, look, look it up. It's a it's a weird looking thing. It it just got little segments in there, and I definitely could imagine those things tasting gross because if it looks anything like it tastes, N O N I fruit. Yeah, look up that weird thing. Oh yeah, that looks like an alien egg. It looks yeah, it looks like like some kind of like <laughs> yeah. weird cocoon that's gonna yeah, explode does. out. Yeah, straight up, that would not be. That would be number one. That would be poisonous. And uh, then you and cut it just, open. It doesn't look any better inside mm, than it does outside. See like any inside images. It's just got these weird little like kernels in there. Oh, sectional. Yeah. It's it's not. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh yeah, that, even on the inside, yeah, that just doesn't, doesn't get any better. No, it doesn't. And 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 Jim was out there just rubbing that thing all over his face. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Mike, our last clip. I had to put this one in there, just because I was so excited about when I made this connection, and this is when I asked Slade of Ann Arbor 
if he had ever been told he looks like Billy Crudup from Almost Famous. <laughs> and I had to ask him about this because he looks exactly yeah. like that dude. And I was just like, I got I, I got to check. I got to check. So this is me asking him about looking like Billy Crudup. Slade, first off, I feel like somebody has had to tell you this. Somebody somewhere. But while I was preparing for this interview, I kept thinking, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know this guy from? I know him. <laughs> and it hit me. Billy Crudup in the movie Almost Famous. Have you seen oh, the movie yeah. Almost Famous? Yes, yes, yes. I get there all the time. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, you look, I mean, it's almost... Like, yeah. I put up two pictures, and I was like, yeah, that's him. There it is. Like When my hair's longer like this, I get I get that all the time. And with the mustache, of course. It took me a while to, to pinpoint it. I was like, <laughs> literally for a couple of days, I was just like, I, I know I've never met him before in real life. <laughs> like, where where is this guy coming from? And then I finally thought of Am I wrong? Does he not look ex like almost exactly like him? Yeah, he looks side by side exactly like him. Like they could almost. be stun doubles. Yeah, they easily. And then I let you just hear he sounds like the dude too. Yeah, he does. Like it's wild. It's like it, it's like it, you were just talking about living in a simulation. It's like somebody yeah. screwed up and like, oh crap, I made yeah. the same person. Whoops. Dog G, uh, have you ever seen any of the old timey photos of people who look exactly yeah. like mm -hmm. like Brad Pitt? And yeah, like, like, yeah, those are some pretty wild ones in there. I always say this was one of the first like this is one of the first monologues I had on the show like at, at opening the show. But I always think because I did this um, when when I like first started working as a professor, there were a couple of students that reminded me exactly of people that I knew like when I was in grad school. And I'm mm. just like, and then I realized, I think that's God's way of letting you know you're too old. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically yeah. it's like, I've ran out of people. Uh, uh, so I had to repeat <laughs> a couple because you've already seen too many of yeah. them. So this one's going again. We're doing yeah. the Jeff model again. Here you go. Like. <laughs> It's just It's just Jeff with a mustache. So Billy Crudup was just it was a you yeah. ran it again. Slade became uh him. But there it is, listeners. There it is. The year in Doc G show. Fantastic. What a year. What a year, Mike. And I mean, I you know, I'm filled uh, I'm filled with with optimism. Me too. Yeah. 2023 going to be better. Oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I've already got a, I was yesterday, I was plugging away trying to get new guests. Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to jump on them before they just stopped looking at their email before Christmas. Yeah, they probably sure. already have stopped. That's yeah. why I didn't get a response from a mm -hmm. lot of them, or they just hate me, one of the two. Mm. But regardless, <laughs> we got some folks already in the pipeline for next year that I'm very excited awesome. about. We got some repeat guests. I had several repeat uh, guests, their managers. Right away, Boom. like five minutes after I emailed, like, yeah, we'd be interested. And I was Yuck. like, yes. Done and done. But then they didn't say what time. Uh, so we'll probably not get them actually back mm -hmm. on the show. But you know what? At least they said they were interested. Yeah. At least they gave us that lip service. So that was nice. It was a cold yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I was happy with that. But yeah. regardless, uh, Mike, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from one of our musical guests who have been absolutely blowing up around the world. They're doing stadiums now. 
They wow. did. Uh, they did late night TV. They were on the Late Show just like a week or two ago. Nice. We played this song back on June eighth when we talked to their guitarist Peter Onspock. This is Goose right here on the Doc G Show.
someday I will lay my head down. Oh, someday, oh, someday I will lay my head down. Oh, someday, oh, someday. I will lay my head down Oh, someday Oh, someday I will lay my head Back here on the Doc G Show, last show of the year, the year in review. We need to finish it up. We need to wrap it up here, Mike. We have got two birthday suits left. Mm. One you're definitely not going to get. 1,000% not going to get it. (laughs) Yeah. I would bet all my money on that one. Um, all your pyrical. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it would all, all, all on the, the table. If, if you get it, I'll just push it on over all to right. you and it's yours. Cool. Um, it's a not well-known football player. Okay. So yeah, not your field. Now, the first one, though, you okay. got it. All right. Pretty positive cool. on this one. So here we go. Born on December 21st, 1957 in New York City. He grew up loving comedy. His career really started when he competed in the Johnny Walker Comedy Search in 1989. Started getting small roles as voices for animated series, and he also tried out for Star Search in 1989. In 1995, his sitcom idea was picked up by CBS, and it led to 210 episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. Which aired until 2005. He won six primetime Emmys for the show. During that run with Everybody Loves Raymond, he performed uh, the opening monologue for the White House Correspondence Dinner. Since the show ended, our birthday suit wearer has done several roles like the voice of Manny in the Ice Age movies. Uh, movies like Paddleton, Bad Education, and The Irishman. He is set to play uh, Hall of Fame coach Jim Valvano in an upcoming movie. He also played in the World Series of Poker in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, wow. 2013, and 2015. True comedian. Name <laughs> that birthday suit where? Ray Romano. Ray Romano. <laughs> Love Ray. Yeah. You know, Ray, Ray's one of those guys that uh, is, is super impressive to me because almost none of his comedy is dirty. No. And it's still f- hilarious. Yeah, he kills it. You know? And it's all simple, too. Like, I think one of yeah. his, his recent specials was, like, just straight on in the comedy cellar. Yeah. Filmed. Nothing special. Yeah. It, it reminds me, I mean, it's completely sort of different content, but it's still that same deal as yeah. Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. Like, neither of them do, like, dirty stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, risque stuff. Right. And it's, like you said, fairly simple. They just got the delivery down. Yeah. They just got the, you know, it, they they work their style sort of mm. perfectly. Yeah, they do. And it's funny, when you get to know Ray, like, not personally, because I don't know Ray personally, but, like, when you get to know Ray's, like, background, you realize that that whole 
comedy uh, series sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond was basically his life. So true. Like nice. everything, everything about it was like things in his life. He actually had uh, twins. He had twins as far as his kids in real life. His brother was Robert in mm-hmm. real life, except it was his younger brother instead of his older brother. Yeah, like in okay. the, con- he's from. A Italian immigrant family, like they are in the the show, like everything is basically like that's all that like just real life stuff that he just sort of switched around. Yeah. I guess the difference would be that he's not a sports analyst in real life. That yeah. would be the one thing he just added. But yeah, and I mean, you know, he loves golf on the show. He plays golf all the time in real life. I guess they didn't have anything about him playing poker. Maybe later in life. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, a later yeah. in life thing that he got into. <laughs> One of his kids is super tall. Oh, yeah? I saw a picture of like him and his family, because he's got four kids. And I saw a family photo, and one of his sons is like eight inches taller than him or something like that. And, you know, he's like a like 6'2", six 6'3", six something like that. So that kid's got to be huge. We know if he plays basketball yeah, I mean, or volleyball. You'd think. <laughs> you'd think. He's, he's, the micro tears. He's getting de- taller. He's definitely one of those kids that always gets asked. Yeah. You play, you play uh, basketball, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're over 6'8", you get that yeah. every single day of your life. Like, literally. If there, or at least there's a person looking at you thinking it. Like, what team does that guy play for? Yeah, like, right. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Mike, moving. Oh, well, first off, happy birthday to Ray Romano. Yes. Uh, Turning 65. 65. He looks amazing for 65. 1957. That guy's going to live until like 120. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he takes the the, the, uh, Betty route. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But uh, our next birthday suit wearer, like I said, probably (laughs) not going to get it. But. He's from your hometown. Hey. December 21st, 1992. Our birthday suit wearer was born in Orlando, Florida. From a young age, he loved football. He ended up going to Edgewater High School. You ever heard of Edgewater? Edgewater? Yeah. Right there north of yeah. uh, of downtown. I yep. look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He played there. Uh, very good. Our birthday suit wearer played also basketball and ran track there. By his senior year, he was ranked number one safety coming out of high school in all of the country. Mm. In all of the country. And the sixth highest rated player overall. He decided to go to, not surprisingly, Alabama. He won a national championship his freshman year and sophomore year. And then was named an All-American his junior year. So, not a bad college career. No. He went to the NFL draft uh, after his junior year. Should be noted, though... Even though he didn't graduate then, he ended up graduating in 2018 with his college degree. And in order to graduate, he completed his internship at the Green Bay Police Department in 2017. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because he was a criminal uh, justice degree. Mm. And that's what Nobody he did. would have to do there for his internship. Hang out. Just hang out. Ride alongs all day. Yeah, I was about to say, go on ride alongs. Yeah. You want me to call this one in? <laughs> All right. Nope. There we go. Breaker, breaker. Okay, the police don't use breaker, so breaker. Stupid. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, he was ended, He ended up being drafted 21st overall by Green Bay. Uh, he was a pro bowler in 2016. In 2018, he was traded to the Washington 
commanders, now commanders, then the Redskins. Ooh. Uh, before they became the Washington football team, mm. and now the Commandos, mm. as a lot of people call them. <laughs> uh, then he went to the Chicago Bears in 2019, the Dallas Cowboys in 2020, and then uh, San Francisco 49ers in 2021. Uh, and lastly, the Broncos. He hasn't officially retired, but he is current. He is he isn't currently on a team. Mm. Name that birthday suit where? Doc J, for the pirate booty. All right, I'm going to guess. Ryan Smith. <laughs> Not <laughs> Ryan Smith. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen it. Doc J's face. He's like, oh, mm. sh- knows. Uh, it's like, what? <laughs> it's risky because, you know, it's an Orlando guy. It's like, you know, sometimes these names well, I, around. I, I forgot that I, I forgot that it was an Orlando <laughs> guy. Like, was like, oh, could be, but no. <laughs> it is your a very. Face, your face was like, oh, sh- he knows this guy. No, I don't. Ryan Smith is not I picked not a really a generic yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, you know, just who knows. Ha ha Clinton Dix. Not a generic name. I would not have guessed that. Ha ha Clinton Dix. And any any uh, football fan remembers the name ha ha. Uh, is it really H-A-H-A? Yeah, H-A-H-A, ha ha. Hmm. Now, that was his nickname. Of course. But uh, apparently, so his name, his name is actually Hassan, mm. but it was spelled H A hyphen S E A N. Not surprisingly, people kept calling him Hassan, and his parents did not like that because they wanted it Hassan. I'm like, well, phonetically, you did not make it Hassan. That's why people mm. keep calling him Hassan. But apparently, I think it might have been his grandma that called him Haha. Mm. And that that stuck, and they it's always the grandma nickname. They so they like that, yeah. and they were like, "Let's go with it." And he actually had this whole deal. He had an interview where he was talking about it. He went into the details of it and like how he actually like writes it and everything, and like you know, so nice. he's cool. good with ha ha. Yeah. And then you got a hyphenated last name of Clinton Dix, which man, you can't get any more unique than ha ha <laughs> Clinton Dix. Like just no, I don't think you can. But he was he was a baller man. Yeah, I would not have wanted to be hit by Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Mm. He was a powerful dude. Very yeah. well. I'm sure he is. I mean, you know, he's only turning thirty. I'm sure he's still very he's still, powerful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he could knock me into next Saturday. Uh, I would be unconscious. <laughs> Wow, that was very hard. I don't remember what happened. Ha ha. Ha That was a more subdued one than the last uh, drum fill I did. Regardless, happy birthday. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, Emmanuel Macron, and Ray Romano. So, Mike, that would be one for three if we mm. were starting. But we're not. We're not starting until 2023 to keep okay. a tally. Okay. So, hopefully... 2023. Should I just still should I keep it the same as far as like my choice process, or should I try to slant it towards you getting them? No, keep it. Keep okay. it to your, your choice process. Okay, I'm like, gonna try to keep it the exact same as far as choosing them. Yeah, we'll see how you do on it. I think I think, I think you're gonna come out right around 50. percent That's my year? guess. We'll see. Okay, I mean, yeah, you probably have a pretty good because every like, now tally. and then you get you yeah. get a threefer every once in a while. I think it might be a little bit under. Like I if we went back, under. if yeah. I went back and listened, I feel like it would be like 40. percent Yeah, is I would where say you'd so. be at. Yeah, I'd say because there's been. 
a good number of overs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. But then there's been a really good number of one <laughs> out of threes. And then every now and then, like I said, you'll get the three out of three. So I think statistically it's like 42%. That's what I'm going to go with, yeah. But Probably. I think maybe next year you come in focused, knowing that we're tallying, mm -hmm. it'll generate. All of a sudden you'll be like, there it is. Give me that pirate booty. <laughs> nailed it. That's right. I nailed it. <laughs> Anyways, we need to wrap up for this week and this year. Mm-hmm. But of course, we will be back. Listeners, don't give up on us. I always worry about this. Yeah. Whenever Actually, we take a wait, break. Are we wrapping up the show right now? We're wrapping up the show right now. Oh, man. Hold on. Christmas uh, miracles. Christmas miracles? Oh, we got Christmas miracles. Oh, my God. Oh, and they're wrapped. They're wrapped. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I've got listeners. You can't see it, obviously, because this is a radio show. Yeah. But I've got Snickers. Yeah. I've got Snickers. Fun size. But it's like a full pack of fun size. Oh, yeah. Which makes it fun and more trash for the environment. Mm -hmm, so for just, sure. it's good stuff. And for your body. There we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Get ready. Get ready, listeners. I'm going to unwrap this. Let me get the sound so you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas oh, miracle. Basketball cards, listeners. <laughs> I'm going to open one right now on, yes. on air. Oh, Which one do you think you. I should open? I don't know. I don't know. Let's I would go see. with the twelve pack. Whatever the twelve okay. cards are. The prisms. Yeah. Panini prisms. All right. We're gonna we're gonna give it a I shot. I was so pumped when Target had these. The Target that I go to, they're always, always sold out. And wow. I was like, man, if they really? if they have basketball cards. They're that popular. 100%, huh? Yeah, they're always sold out. They're double wrapped. What yeah, is this? It's this double new wrapped. Oh, and the bonus pack. There's a bonus pack in there. There's a bonus nice. pack. Did you get a bonus pack? Well, no, no, no. So I actually I got the other. Uh, oh, you had my, the other yeah, brand. I got the other one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see what's in the bonus pack. I'm excited that about the so bonus sick. pack. I just first. hope you get a piece of a jersey. Like that's all I'm hoping for is like something signed or a piece of a jersey. Okay, what do we got here? In the bonus pack, listeners, I've got Eric Bledsoe. I know Eric. For the uh, the Clippers, I don't know him. Oh, what do we got? It's game time. Damian Lillard. Nice. Damian That's Lillard. That's, That's a nice beautiful. one. Oh, that this one's for you, Jalen Suggs, Orlando Magic. Beautiful. Orlando Magic. There it is. And then we've got Austin Reeves, the white guy everybody likes on uh, the Lakers. Yeah, that guy crushes. He's not that good. I'm going to put him over here. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his uh, little LeBron clip where he was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cole Anthony. Hey, Orlando Magic. Nice, nice. There we go. There we go. Uh, Danilo Gallinari from the, uh, the Hawks. Okay. And then Malachi Flynn. There we go. So we had some good ones. Cool. There we go, Mike. Thank you. Thank yeah, you course. for the Christmas miracle. Doc G, thank you. Signed Shaquille O'Neal card. Are you joking? There it is. There it is. We're we're just a bunch of we're just a bunch of kids looking at basketball. Seriously. Cards. <laughs> like, Everybody. Everybody. Well, <laughs> listeners. It has been a fantastic show. Yeah, it has been a fantastic year. Please, like I was getting ready to say. Make sure to stick with us. I yeah. always get nervous at the end of the year that everybody's just going to stop listening. Yeah. And I'm going to start up the next the next year, and they're just going to be like, Ugh, well, wh what's the last time I've heard them? <laughs> Two weeks ago? I can't listen anymore. Checked out. That's, yeah. So don't go. Stay with I us. I moved on with my life. <laughs> stay with us. If you need to, go back and listen to the years before. Yeah. 
You can go back and listen to a Justin show. You can listen to a Dave show. Mm-hmm. You can listen to a Claude show. Yep. You can go back and find the one show that was co-hosted by none other than Andy Frasco if you want to. Hmm. Or you can listen to the now year and a half worth of Mike shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Year and a half. Listeners, stick with us. We will be back. But until then, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, the notorious, the associate in the arts holding, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G, especially on the live show. Man, this is beautiful. What a great space. What a great space to create such a great show. Of course. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Listeners. Unless I know you, you are not welcome here. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, it's been a great year, listeners. I'm I'm happy that I could have spent it with you on the show. And stick with us. We've got great shows coming for the 2023 year. Until then, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it doo doo.